A reading from Isaiah 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests on his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. Here we are, the last days before Christmas. Everything around us seems to be pushing to get us there. Last-minute shopping deals, expedited shipping, the sprint to wrap, cook, and prepare. I even saw a billboard on Highway 169 for a church announcing Christmas services December 21st through the 24th. Their attempt to extend the worship possibilities to make sure that we can even squeeze in Christmas Eve worship into all the comings and goings. Maybe it would be less stressful if we just skipped this fourth Sunday of Advent. Isn't it time just to move on? I mean, get the baby born for Pete's sake. I even found myself for the last couple days working on two sermons at the same time, this one and then Christmas Eve. I really just wanted to write the Christmas one, but my heart tells me that I can't rush it. There is something that I need to hear and something to be given before the Christmas story can be proclaimed. We had an Advent staff lunch this week, and we all went around the room and named the significant moments of this last year. Each staff person, and there's a total of 18 of us, both full-time and part-time, and all of us held some kind of pain, suffering, or longing, ranging from heart-wrenching grief to annoying ankle bites. It was noticeable, even in a room full of healthy, faithful, capable, and positive people, that we could name the heartache and the darkness. I think this is why we need one more week of Advent, because in the flurry of many things and the pressure of expectations, we need to hear that the hard parts, the moments that awaken the tears, the waiting that requires vast patience, 
the darkness that seems to stay too long, are parts of what it means to be human. No one, no one of us is good enough or capable enough to escape the difficult parts of being alive. We can choose to deny it by pretending we are okay or numbing the feelings, but it's still there and it's still real. And that is why I struggle even now to have a week where we are inviting you to make space for joy. Because there are times when we just need to get through this season, a season that triggers memories, pokes at what's missing. The season is so pumped with high expectations that if you are not full of joy and freshly baked cookies, then you are not enough. And sometimes the pressure is so tight that we either deflate or we explode. You know what I'm talking about because you have been there, and I know some of you are there right now. The writer of Isaiah is intentional in these poetic verses to write the same thing twice. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, light has shined. It happens frequently in biblical poetry. It is God's way of saying, did you hear that? To make sure you don't miss it, I'm going to say it again. Before joy can even be mentioned in these verses, we hear about the darkness that looms thick and settles in for too long. The light comes there. The light shines there. Joy is conceived there. Often, it's really hard to consider anything except the place where we are at, and to push for joy can feel superficial and impossible. The week before I was to give birth to my daughter Caroline, I went to see my doctor. And after all the checks, he told me, you're on track. My due date was approaching in just a few days, and I asked him what the plan was if the baby didn't come on time. He said, well then, I guess I'll just see you next week. <laughs> I was really annoyed, and I could feel the heat creep into my face. I wanted the specifics. How long I had to wait before I would be induced, and then what am I supposed to do while I wait? I mean, really, you're a doctor. Be specific, give me the plan and how it will happen. I kept all of these highly hormonal, exasperated thoughts racing around in my head, and he must have sensed my frustration because as he walked out the door, he said to me, Beth, this baby will come, I promise. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to hear on this fourth Sunday of Advent, lingering in the most hours of darkness over the entire year. 
The light will shine in the deep darkness. The expected baby will come. When we can't know where or when, then we just keep hearing that it will. And sometimes we need to hear it twice. And the promise does not come to magically erase what we are feeling. It does come, however, to be with us so that we know that we don't walk these paths of darkness alone. That is where God chooses to be found. And that is why we need every Sunday in Advent to hear again that we are not abandoned in the darkness. These ancient promises in Isaiah are gifted to us to tell of others who have walked the darkest days too, and that there will be a space someday and in some way for joy. Joy like the harvest, as Isaiah writes, when you actually get to see and smell and touch and taste something that has sprouted and flourished from barren ground. But one cannot make growth or new birth happen. You just have to wait and trust. And we don't wait alone. The prophet is here to speak promises and we are given to each other. You know, there's many places in my life where I can go and be my best to speak about the good chapters. But there aren't many places where I can go when the darkness is thick and I'm worn down and I'm ready to give up. I actually think that is why we are church, a place to come to hear God's promises uttered in a place where we are known that someone will be there to remind us in words and acts of care that light will come. And somehow in this hearing and in this caring, we are changed and then meant to illuminate this promise in care in how we show up in the world, step by step, light by light. So maybe there is something that you still need to do this fourth Sunday of Advent. Hear the promise and let it soak in. And then share that promise in any way you can. And for now, maybe that is enough to make space for joy. We are known in the darkness and the unknowing. God comes there with light and gives us to each other. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, light has shined. Amen. Amen.